sometimes something happens and you feel a little triggered. And if you can ask yourself, wow, where did that come from? Sometimes it's your five-year-old self talking. Welcome back to Clarity Cafe, a place where we take a little break from life and get a little clarity on life and the things around us. And so in our last episode, we were talking about communication and that it wasn't exactly what we were saying that people were responding to, but really how we were saying it and the stress we might have behind it. So on this episode, we're going to take a little deeper dive into mindset and really accepting the true nature of things and what we mean by having a neutral perspective. So cognitive reframing, the idea that we can reframe the mindset or the cognition that we have around people, places, things, events. And today we're going to dive into talking to our little five-year-old self and letting us know that we are okay because we may be reacting to the world around us in a way that isn't necessarily in present time. And that's a lot of words. So let's dive in and explore what we mean. Sometimes something happens and you feel a little triggered. And if you can ask yourself, wow, where did that come from? Sometimes it's your five-year-old self talking and it's hitting an old pattern or a trigger that came from when something happened that was an upset or what in your five-year-old brain would, would register as a trauma. But it's nothing that you've ever really addressed. And when you start to look at it, you're like, oh, that's kind of trivial. But it's really not. It's actually something that has gotten stuck. We, all, we know that emotions, which are a reflection of our mindset, get stored in the body and in our brain and in patterns. And we tend to repeat those patterns because that's just a natural thing to do. If we weren't pattern recognition individuals, we would have to think really long and hard about how to brush our teeth, for instance. So it's good we have that pattern because we got to do it a couple times a day and and it would take a lot of brain power to have to think that through. But on patterns that are repeating things that it, that affect our mindset and keep us from being present and seeing clearly and having clarity about the true nature of things, those are the kind of patterns that we potentially want to look at and see. And part of that is, you know, being able to recognize maybe that's not appropriate for what's happening right now. I'm bringing something from the past or another experience into this experience. So how can I eliminate that? Part of that is just by going back and recognizing that that happened and forgiving the situation and forgiving yourself and forgiving wh whoever or whatever you might have blamed for that unpleasantness, and then ultimately doing the cognitive reframing of everything's okay, you're safe. Uh, your five-year-old self is okay, and your current 35 or 75-year-old self is okay too. Because once, if you can find that route, you can bring it forward into present time. It's so interesting because some of you may be like, I don't want to go back to my five-year-old self. That's not even something that is in my life or affecting me or whatever. And but that may be, but just go on this journey with us for a minute. I noticed in my relatively to my entire life, brief time working in the corporate environment, a lot of times an example of this would be shown 
in working with different departments. So I always ran like rapid transformation or rapid turnaround or, you know, I was, I was the fixer. I brought, I, I came in to turn, you know, multi-million dollar projects around and get them back on track. And so it was always a, there was always something I was walking into to, to help heal. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is, right? Help fix it. Time, budget, resources, whatever. And when I would first go in, you know, it's just discovery. Just try to figure out what went wrong. And the project manager could always tell us, you know, where they think it went wrong, but it was important to do my own and my team's own level of inventory. And so we'd often connect with our different stakeholders and different departments that were involved. And invariably, you'd run across one or two departments where the manager or the director or the VP or the CDOT was incredibly reactive um, to the project itself, whatever it was, or the product changes that were coming. And if you spent some time and you dug around, what you realize is they didn't feel safe. They felt threatened by something. It could be the change. It could be a perceived threat. It could be a real threat, uh, meaning maybe they were going to lose some of their headcount or there was going to be you know, lose their headcount by them getting reassigned to another department or they were going to have to operate differently. But often when you look at that defensiveness, really what was under there was a perceived threat that they were constantly in their career fighting against. If their five-year-old self felt like things were taken away from them or they had experiences where things were taken away or they felt out of control or they felt powerless and they didn't have a proper opportunity, and by proper, I mean whatever they need, whatever that individual needed to heal that, to your point, Barb, they could continue to create patterns that over and over again, they found themselves in situations where they are having to defend their resources or their time or their money. And so they largely became an obstacle in everything. They were not a team player. They were not someone that would help kick in when the company needed to pivot and go in a different direction. These were people that would obfuscate, resist, and create a big challenge. Now, I recognize that there are times in companies where it is appropriate to do those things. So I'm not talking about when it's appropriate. I'm talking about specifically when it is inappropriate. So in that example, that person became someone nobody wanted to work with because they were constantly fighting against any kind of change, even if it was necessary change to save the company. And deep down in it, there's a five-year-old kid in there who felt unsafe rather than being able to be a part of the team and to be able to be a part of the transformation and get to participate on a level that added value, they became a problem. How the company deals with those problems varies to each corporation. Ask yourself, is there a place in your life where your five-year-old self doesn't feel safe? doesn't feel okay. You may not be able to relate to that story. It might be something to do with your kids and perceiving that maybe your kids are in threat when actually they're not. It's just that you were at that age. So therefore you're reacting as though they're having the same problems or in your friendships, or are you super obsessed about the fact that you think your spouse or your 
significant other or somebody that you're dating is is uh, cheating or lying or all of that. And they may be, but they may not be. And it may be because somewhere at some age, it may not be five, it could be 20, but somewhere in your life, something happened and you're still reacting to your current life as though you were in your past. Yes. It occurs to me that being in a comfort zone is a lot of what we're looking for here, where we'll feel safe. And our comfort zone when we were five years old may have been, you know, playing in the backyard instead of going to someone else's backyard to play. Or what about that fear when you first went to school and you realized you were going to have to learn a whole bunch of new stuff? Do you ever have that feeling when you're getting ready to go into college and you realize that other people have more background than you or they knew more languages than you or you walk into a new part of your job. And I think a lot of times when you feel that resistance, you know, that you were speaking of in a corporate environment, it's people that are afraid to move out of their comfort zone. It's a control thing. I feel I've created this place where I feel safe. But And that's a wonderful thing to feel safe. But if you want to go to the next level, take your company to the next level, take your art to the next level, you know, actually put your paintings in a gallery and have them be seen. That's a big uh, leap of faith that you're going to be able to leave your comfort zone of kind of hiding your talents under a bushel or leave your comfort zone of being an expert. I remember personally for me to move into upper management in the corporate world. I had to give up knowing every detail of everything. And I was one of those people that sort of prided myself on knowing more about how the products worked and, you know, how to train people and how the documentation should be and the support should be and letting go of those details and trusting that other people will figure that out and will pick up that slack so that you can actually move on so that I could move on to the next phase of my career where I had a broader perspective. And that's a little scary because I had never had that perspective before. But I think that learning new things are fun. So part of this is also gets back to the conversation we had about mindset, which is reframing being a new person in an environment and having lots of things to learn as being challenging and fun versus being out of your comfort zone and being scary. And those are those little, you know, whether you were five or 20 or you suddenly were out of your comfort zone and you felt scared to be able to overcome that, let your five-year-old and your 20-year-old self know you're okay. And now in your current environment, you can move forward and get to the next level by accepting the true nature of things, which is that you're we are learning machines, we are learning animals, and that's what makes us you know, who we are and the pursuit of new things and how to communicate and work with a community and a team on new things is a super enriching experience. We can give ourselves that gift by being able to see the true nature of where our motivations in a conversation or in an interaction are coming from. Change. That's a really fun topic to explore. When we think about accepting the true nature of things and change, a lot can come up for us and there's all different kinds of change. But if we take a step back and we say, okay, here's the things as they are today. And we need some change. That doesn't always have to be like things aren't working. So therefore I've got to change it. It could be things are working and to keep a company relevant or to keep relationships in a healthy cadence or 
you know, whatever it is, change can be a good thing, an empowering and enriching thing, as long as we approach it from a place that's not in fear. So sometimes the immediate response to change is, oh, what am I going to lose? So rather than going into that transition or that change of like, what am I going to gain and how cool will it be when I get to do X, Y, and Z, or my company gets to do X, Y, and Z, we get stuck in, what am I going to lose in this change? Not what am I going to gain? And so just that mindset shift of what if it all works out? What if I get these really cool things and let me act as though these really cool things are coming and that I'm working and being a part of and supporting these new things coming into my life, to my company, to my family, my friends, my relationships, as opposed to what are we going to lose and let's act defensively and put up these walls and make sure we don't slide or lose ground. So that's one thing. And then on the flip side of that, I know for me, I from the moment I came out into this world, my life was constantly in change. Things were never the same or staying the same. There, there was no same. So as I got older, and I always thought, oh, stability would be so nice, but I did, I'd never met stability, like never had an introduction, hadn't met it. And when I did meet stability, I was afraid. When I think of my young 20s, I was afraid of stability because in that quiet, I expected another shoe to drop. I expected, oh, this feels really comfortable and I'm really happy here. And rather than just be cool with that and put my intention on how do I make more stability and more opportunity for me to be in this happy, safe feeling vibe, my attention was, oh no, what's going to happen next? This is the quiet time before I have another health crisis or I have another, you know, something outside of my control happens that I then have to deal with the chaos of. There was a lot of anxiety in just being in a stable, healthy, calm place. And I, for me, I had to learn how to be comfortable in the stability. So For our listeners, wherever you are on the spectrum, I just want to say that it can be, you know, two sides of the same coin and you can be in an extreme or, or frankly, per topic, you can be in fear of change on one hand and in fear of being happy and healthy and comfortable and safe on the other hand. And that's okay. It's just recognizing where you're at in relation to that. Yeah. That being aware and, and checking in and you know, as we were talking in a previous episode about kind of taking an inventory of where you are, whether that's, you know, every week or every day and saying, wow, I feel really good about myself. I I really did well in kind of overcoming an old pattern here. And, and that was a super positive interaction way for me to overcome that. And then over here, well, that was pretty tough. And I had a little decision fatigue by that time of the day. And I probably would have handled that a little differently. I'll probably handle that differently next time, you know, and be able to take a look in a neutral way and really accept how things happened and accept that you have the power to transform those things and transform how you interact with yourself, your current self and your present self, and also your your previous self where you accumulated some of that baggage that is uh, falling away as you start to love yourself more and be more present for yourself and others. And each episode, we always add in tools and tips and tricks. And for this one, 
we're really going to go to the partnership we have with a little bit of chill podcast and a little bit of chill.com. And on the Clarity Cafe website, you will be able to find a link that will provide for you free mindset hacking tools. And those tools can help you in this quick, just close your eyes for a minute way, allow you the opportunity to ground, to center, to feel safe and be able to accept things as they are around you rather than just constantly being in fight or flight or freeze and give you some basic tools for shifting your mindset in an instant. So go to claritycafepodcast.com, click on the link and you will see a way to subscribe to those courses. In our next episode, we are going to be talking about healing and the importance of mental and physical rituals of detoxing your brain and your body. So from this episode, take what works, leave what doesn't, share whatever little tools or gems or nuggets of wisdom that were working for you or that you're enjoying or it's changed your mindset, share it with people around you, people you care about. And until next time, be well. Be well.